know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will, and I'm Will Addison. Glad to be with you today. I have an exciting show. You know, some things I, I would like to talk about. Um, very, very dear to me. You know, <laughs> I'm going to let you guys in on some of the things I would pray, even from uh, my youth. There were certain things that I... Would, would pray, and I'm like, God, I, I have to have this. I, I want this. God, if you can add this to my life, and I want to talk about um, at least one of those things. Uh, but before I get into that, just want to give a few announcements. First of all, the Marriage Family Life Conference, Marriage Family Life Conference, July 6th to the 8th, 2023, right here in Tupelo, Mississippi. You can get your tickets now, Marriage Family Life dot net marriage family life dot net right now is our early bird uh coupon or whatever you want to call it you get a discounted rate so if you register now marriage family life dot net you will get that now time is running out we have a certain number that we're looking at and we're getting really close to it so i want to tell you that uh, if you need to get your tickets for the conference uh, please do it now if you want to get that discount uh, because after that number is going to go to the regular rate. So I'm just trying to hip you on some game. Go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and get your tickets for the Marriage Family Life Conference. It's going to be a good time. You, you also will be able to see uh, some of the speakers uh, that will be speaking uh, quite uh Shortly, we're going to have the schedule up there and some other things, but there's some videos you can see. Just go check it out, marriagefamilylife.net. And like I always say, I look forward to it. I, I, I see it as being almost like a family reunion. There's some people in the Facebook chat chat that I'm looking forward to seeing again, you know, um, and, and just it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, also, I just want to call your attention to our um, uh, social media, Facebook page, uh, airing the Addison, search for us, find us there. We are put we put content on that page as well. We don't do a lot of social media. I was talking to Miki this morning. I was like, should we get on Instagram? You know, we're not getting on TikTok. Don't worry about that. I'm not. We're not. You know, should we get on Instagram? Should we do? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't really want more, but I do want to connect with people who uh, want to see what we're doing. Uh, quite uh, recently, I put. Uh, Miki's uh, speech, she went down to the Capitol, Mississippi State Capitol, and uh, and she was speaking on behalf of, you know, our children and uh, the safety of our children as far as the, the, the uh, transgenderism and things like that. Powerful, powerful uh, speech that the Lord used her in a mighty way. And I posted that speech on our Erin Addison's Facebook page, so you can check it out if you follow us on Facebook. Uh, also, she spoke at a uh, ladies' renewal in Illinois. 
uh, Carroll Stream, Illinois. So I, I posted some pictures there of that. And, you know, so, man, just check us out on our Facebook page. Um, we are also putting up videos. Uh, Miki also does these shorts called And Another Thing. And we post those on uh, our Facebook page and our YouTube uh, channel. So if you want to check out the extra content, please do. Follow us on uh, Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can see those things there. Uh, like I said, I'm not the only thing I really use pretty much is Facebook. That makes me really old, you know. Um, my children don't have social media, but I hear the kids are on like it's Instagram, <laughs> you know, or TikTok, which I'm not getting on. Uh, I'm not getting on Snapchat. None of that stuff. I just don't have. I don't want anything more, you know. So. I'm, Trying to navigate this stuff, you know, and 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 be a good steward. At the same time, I'm like, man, I don't want any more, you know, clutter in my life. Anyway, um, also, I just wanted to, to say this. Um, one thing that I desire to do with the Wednesday show, and I said this before, I'm going to look to do this more, is to have some local ministries that will be able to come on and share what they've been doing. And I have some in mind that I really would like to get on this show uh, just so you can hear about what's happening even across the country uh, in in uh, local and in different areas, you know, different cities. And, uh, you know, it's always good to to get those testimonies, to be encouraged by what what's going on in the body of Christ, how the body of Christ is, is rising to the occasion and doing the work, you know, because we have a lot of bad news that we talk about. But, man, God is still on the throne and he's still doing a lot of great things. He's using his church, his church uh, it's rising, doing things, and, and I just want to highlight that, you know, want to use this platform to be able to talk about some of the ministry things that are going on uh, even around the country. Also, now, one thing that's, that <laughs> has been dear to my heart, I love music. I love music. Um, and, you know, I grew up, you know, uh, listening to rap or hip-hop, you know, um, when I was saved, radically changed by the Lord, you know, I, w- I was searching for music that I like. You know, I like all types of music, but I was, I had a bent towards rap music. So, and I, I choose to call it rap music. I don't really, you know, get into that debate. Um, some people say it's hip hop. I don't really use the term hip hop, you know, because I think there's a lot that, that is associated with that. There's a whole culture that I don't subscribe to. But I do call it rap. I feel like it's poetry, you know, on the track. So I, I love rap music. And there was a time uh, when we were doing Urban Family that I had a show called uh, the BSAC, a radio show. And BSAC stood for the Biblically Sound Artist Coalition. And it was a, a group that the Lord had me to form of, of like-minded uh, uh, artists who didn't compromise in their music. They stayed true to the scripture uh, but they were rappers and they were, you know, uh, producers and things like that. And for a while, you know, they were, we were putting out content. They were, they were making music and, and stuff was going on. And, and it, it was good. It was good. And, and we had a radio show that was associated with that. Where I would be able to interview different artists uh, about why they are doing what they're doing. Because a lot of times you hear the music, but you don't get to hear the artists and, and really hear their heart. If you know concerning ministry and things like that, and so one thing that I, I was thinking about, I was talking to Miki about this morning about doing is 
really highlighting some artists that maybe people don't know about. I I constantly get uh, inbox messages from listeners, from you guys, asking about the music that we play. I I I, I get inbox messages about the uh, creating a playlist. Which man, I need to do that. Uh, that's but it, it feels like something extra that I need to do. But I I do want to do it. Uh, I get inbox messages about the rap music I play on here, you know, and they they uh, they want to know who the artists are and like, and I get inbox messages about who should I refer to my children. Now I'm gonna tell you this: your children, yeah, you may not like rap, <laughs> you may not like it, you may feel like I can't understand it, you know, uh, is you may even feel like that's not of God, which I would disagree, you know, but what I would say. You may uh, not like it yourself, but best believe your children and your grandchildren are listening to rap. Probably are. They probably are. Not, not all, but a lot of them are. And I would rather point my children, my grandchildren, to people who can be trusted, who are doing it for the right reason, than to just have them out there just listening to every old thing. A sad thing is, you know, and I, <laughs> I learned this early on, man, and it's, it's really sad that I've encountered parents and grandparents who said, okay, rap music is not godly, it's of the devil, whatever. You know, they, they've said that. Yet and still, their children and grandchildren are listening to secular artists. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You wouldn't rather them have something that's, you know, promoting God and talking about godliness and you're, you're okay with, and maybe they're not okay with their, their, their children listening to secular music, but I'm like, why not present this to them instead of just saying, oh, that's bad, that's bad, while they're listening to this other stuff already? And so I'm saying all that to say, I think it's important that ones who are doing it for the right reason because they see it as ministry and that they are trying to uh, reach people, not just young people. They're just trying to reach souls. They, just, they want people to be saved, that you would hear from them, and so you would know what they're about. That's one beautiful thing about the BSAC Radio Show. I would have artists come on, and we would talk about their music, their projects, and why they're doing it. And, and, and the people who would listen would get a sense of, man, this person is a real Christian. Like, the things that they're saying, if, you know, that's, not, that's not made up. And so I plan to, at some point, you know, start uh, introducing you to some artists. Um, and it would be people that, look, they're vetted. I try to listen only to people that I, you know, can really trust. Now, there's some you got to listen and you're like, oh, that song is not right. This song. But I try my hardest to present to my children. And remember, people, I'm living this. <laughs> I'm not talking to you from a a place of I don't have kids, so my kids are all grown, and I'm living this. My children love Christian rap, so when they hear me listening to something, I don't get, I don't present every Christian rapper to them. I don't, because you know that. Look, just to say it, all of them are not the same. It, it, it's funny, and I didn't mean to talk about this today. And and look, you know, I have more to to say. I probably won't get through what I really wanted to talk about. But I had a um, conversation with my son, J.D., uh, yesterday, and we were listening to a Christian rapper. And he made the statement. He was like, wow. He said, 
man, the the Christian rappers who have kind of made it big and are actually living off of doing Christian rap, they're not as solid as this person that we're listening to right now who is unknown. And I'm like, bro, you get it. Because a lot of times when it, if you are not grounded, if you are not in a place of discipleship and have a circle around you that's going to hold you accountable, you're going to do things to try to get bigger. And that's going to make you have to do like gimmicky type things and things and compromise. And usually the ones who are not very known, man, they're the most solid ones because <laughs> they're just speaking the truth. And I feel like the ones who are not really known, they have to be supported. They have to understand that, man, yes, we want you to do that. You're doing the good work. Your your lyrics are solid. Sound like they've been submitted to a pastor. <laughs> your, your lyrics are solid. And so we're going to highlight you and we're going to get other people to know who you are. Because the temptation for them is to like, oh, man, the only way to really make it is to do it this way where, you know, I'll blow up if I kind of tone Jesus down. No. No. Anyway, (laughs) you can tell that this is something I'm really into. I really love music. And this was something that has always been in my heart to kind of help the body of Christ to see people, not only just music artists. I've done this. Uh, with with ministry in general. God has used me all my saved life to make connections. I have not been the out front person. I have not been the, the, the main speaker. But what God has used me to do is to hook this one up with that one, to promote this one who has a gift, and to say, y'all, look at this, or be ministered to by this, even though I'm not the one doing it. And so, like, as it concerns music and Christian rappers and things like that. I have that same passion. I, the ones who are really doing it, I desire in my heart that they would be known by the body of Christ so that the body of Christ can support them and say, man, this is good. Anyway, <laughs> saying all of that, uh, we're going to get into what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, this is Aaron Addison's. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will. It's kind of revealing some of my passion to you. Um, We're going to be talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But primarily, we're going to be talking about wisdom. And we'll get to that when we come back. Stay tuned.
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will. Uh, that's Let Me Down by Marcus Rogers. Uh, today we're going to be talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Uh, something very, very dear to my heart. From a young age, I was born again as a teenager. Uh, I, I remember growing up in church but not being saved. And there was a point where God really drew me, drew me man. Like the Holy Spirit did not let me rest. I, I had known all the stuff. I had been in church, but I was not born again. And he saved me. Praise God. He saved me. I thank God for my parents who constantly uh, took us to church. We were there. My dad was a dad that was like, if you're living in this house, you're going to go to church. And I didn't appreciate it back then, but I appreciate it now because he had a certain standard. He was like, man, look, he knew <laughs> he knew what was good for me. And I praise God for my dad. I had a strong dad. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. I had a strong dad, you know, strong presence in my life. And he was a source of wisdom for me. Like I still miss to this day being able to call him and ask him certain things just about life. You know, he was he was my he was my go to man. Like I would go to him and he would give wise advice, godly advice. We need that. So wisdom, knowledge and understanding. I wanted to talk about uh, today and I probably won't get through all of this, but we should daily ask God for wisdom. Every day I try to do that, Lord. Give me wisdom for this day. Help me to uh, have the wisdom I need today uh, for the encounters that I will have today. There are situations that we face on a daily basis where we need wisdom from above. Right in our homes, as we interact with our spouse and our children, we need to ask God to grant us wisdom. Look, don't sleep on that. In your home, you need wisdom. You need God to guide you, direct you. Holy Spirit, lead me. Help me to say the right things. Help me to know how to answer my children in a wise way. I need need wisdom personally personally, as my children enter into teenage years. It's a different level. You guys already know. You're like, man, been there, done that. Well, I'm going into that. I have a 12-year-old, 14-year-old, and a 16-year-old. And so this is something. I see the difference. I need wisdom in responding to what uh, is, is going on in their lives. I need wisdom for my little children. I have, you know, an eight-year-old and I have a, a six-year-old. And I need wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom for the toddler, for the two-year-old, for Timmy. Y'all heard about Timmy, the one who would uh, lick the floor of the church and stuff like that. Like, Timmy, <laughs> he's everywhere, man. He's into everything. He lo- He likes seeing things break He likes throwing things around. He's just that kid. I need wisdom. Also, wisdom uh, tells me to put that rod on him as well. Now, I know some of y'all might not like to hear that, but we don't spell the rod in the Addison home. All right? That's biblical. (laughs) So every day, a part of our prayer should be a cry for wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17 says, I love those who love me. It's wisdom. And those who diligently seek me will find me. So early on, we need to ask the Lord for wisdom. I remember praying as a young man, Lord, I understand in your word that Solomon was the the wisest man to live, you know. And I used to pray, God, can I be the second? (laughs) Uh, God, make me the second wisest that, that would ever live, you know. Help me. And I would pray that prayer. I remember praying that prayer a lot, you know, as a, as a kid. 
But I still pray, God, give me wisdom. Help me to be a wise man. And what, if, what is wisdom? Well, wisdom uh, is the right use, the right use of knowledge. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. Wisdom, knowing what to do next, giving an understanding of the facts and circumstances. So knowing how to apply the information and the intelligence and the understanding that you have is wisdom. How do I apply that? Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 1 says, Who is like the wise man and who knows the interpretation of a matter? A man's wisdom illumines him and causes his stern face to beam. Who is like the wise man and who knows the interpretation of a matter? If you want to know the interpretation of a matter, you need wisdom. How do I apply the knowledge that I have here? We're going to talk about knowledge and understanding as well. James chapter 3, verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruit, unwavering without hypocrisy. That's wisdom from above. We're going to talk about that more, too, as we go along. So what is knowledge? Well, knowledge is the facts, the information. You know, there's a lot of people with a lot of information, but no wisdom. You know, I used to always wonder. I had, I had a friend, and praise God, he's born again now. But I had a friend who was one of the smartest people I knew. I mean, this dude was smart. Knowledge, information. But, man, it always seemed like he didn't have common sense. Like he was making mistakes that was like, Bruh, you too smart for this. Y'all, y'all ever had someone in your life like that where it's like, man, they, man, they're very intelligent, have a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, understanding, comprehension, but keep on getting in trouble for little things. Like, I'm like, dude, how? Not under, really understanding how to apply that knowledge they have. And we have a lot of that going on. We see it in politics. <laughs> People have a lot of knowledge and understanding, but no wisdom. We see it in our churches. Same thing. Proverbs chapter or 9, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs chapter uh, 18, verse 15. The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge. So the mind of the wise or the prudent acquires knowledge. It's good to acquire knowledge. You have to have the information. You have to understand what's going on. You have to have, you know, the information, the, the facts in your, in your mind. You have to understand and have that knowledge. And the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. The ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So to be wise, if you're going to be wise, you're seeking knowledge. You want the information, but you want to know how to rightly apply it. That's wisdom. And understanding is the ability to translate meaning from the facts or comprehension or intelligence. Understand, understanding. Psalm chapter 119 verse 130 says, the unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. Oh man, if you find that you are simple in certain areas, get into the word of God because the unfolding of his word gives light. It lights up the situations. It gives you an understanding of, of what's going on, right? It gives understanding to the simple. If you don't have it, we can ask God. The Bible even talks about, as, as far as wisdom, 
if any man lacks wisdom, ask, ask God, and he'll give it to you liberally without scolding you. <laughs> Same thing in understanding. If you lack understanding, get into the word of God. Ask God to give you understanding that you're able to understand what you're, what you're reading, how you're living, you know, whatever it is that you need. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7, which is a, a familiar verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You see the difference there? There's an understanding that you can have your own understanding, which usually that's going to end up bad. It's going to be a bad understanding. You can have your own earthly wisdom. And we're going to talk about that. That earthly wisdom is not the wisdom of God. But we trust in the Lord with all our heart and we lean out to our own understanding, right? And with all our hearts, we, 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 we trust the Lord. And we lean out to our own understanding. We acknowledge his ways and always acknowledge him and he will make our path straight. That's what we want. We want straight paths, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Philippians chapter one, verse nine through 10. The apostle Paul said, and this I, this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. Oh man, knowledge, real knowledge. So, is that false knowledge? Yes. That's a knowledge of this world. That's a real knowledge. He said, in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent. The only way that you're going to be able to do that, you need discernment and real knowledge. Approve the things that are excellent. We need this today. There are so many things out there that we have to lay before the Lord. We have to have proper discernment. Because if we don't, we're going we're gonna to make decisions that are not the ones that we're, we're supposed to make. So that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Oh, these are things we need. We need discernment. We need knowledge. We need understanding. We need wisdom. And we can ask God and he will give those things to us. That's the beautiful part. I know you may have laughed when, you know, about my prayer that I prayed. Hey, Solomon is, was, a, was the wisest man. Make me, but I was sincere, man. I, at a young age, I understood there were two things that I would ask the Lord for. One was wisdom. The other thing was, Lord, make me a humble man. Oh, because I saw how the scripture said God opposed the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I was like, Lord, I don't have many giftings. I need your grace. I pray that now. This can't be on my strength, on what I can do. Doesn't that, Look, without him, we can do nothing. It talks about that in John, abiding in the vine. We talked about that. Without, apart from him, we can do nothing. This is real for me. I, I used to pray, Lord, humility and wisdom. Humility and wisdom. And I, you know, I shouldn't say I used to pray. I still pray that. Humility and wisdom. I do not want God fighting against me, opposing me because I'm prideful. No, I want to be fit for his use. All right. So do we see the importance of having wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? All three, they relate to each other. All three. We should desire to have all three. We should desire to have knowledge, which, again, is the facts, 
information, uh, memorization of facts, these people usually become scholars who have a lot of knowledge. We should desire to have understanding, to be able to comprehend, to have the intelligence. These usually become teachers, have good understanding. They can comprehend. And we should desire to have wisdom, application and action, knowing what to do with the knowledge and the understanding. These usually become practitioners. They carry, carry these things out. They know how to apply wisdom. How do I do this? How do I take the knowledge and understanding that I have and apply it rightly? Oh, man, so important. So important. Look, pray that God will give you knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And I know I'm going to be talking mainly about wisdom, but, man, those three, oh, man, those three, understand. Look, you will be able to help so many people. You will be able to, to, to uh, man, in your home, rightly judge. You know, husbands, you'll be able to relate to your wives better. If you had knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, to your children better. Right in our homes, we can practice these things. Charles Spurgeon, uh, he once said, uh, once wrote, wisdom is the right use of knowledge. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise, he said. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. (laughs) There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. Oh, man. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read that again. (laughs) Charles Spurgeon once wrote, Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. And that's so good. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. Because the Bible says what? Knowledge tends to puff up. (laughs) Become prideful because you know so many things. You're just an egghead, you know? Then he says, there is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. Oh, man. What a quote. (laughs) What a quote. And it's so true. And I think we can identify these things. You know, even as we see them, we can identify these things. God is, he's desirous of us having wisdom. Man, read the Proverbs. It's saturated with wisdom, with practical knowledge, understanding, and it's all good. And it's all good. And we're going to continue to talk about this when we come back from the break. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will. We're talking about wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And we'll have more. We'll be right back.
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will. And we're talking about wisdom, knowledge, understanding. That was Dunson or Yakin with Yahweh. Yahweh. Uh, so before the break, I was uh, I read this Charles Spurgeon quote. But I see my brother uh, Jerry in the chat. He put a quote in it, and man, it's another good one by C.S. Lewis. He said, education without values, as useful as it is, seems to make a man a more clever devil. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So what I want to do now, and I'm going to run out of time, is I want to look at some practical application from the scripture. Matthew chapter 25, uh, verse first starting with verse uh, 1 through 13. This is the parable parable of the virgins, the parable of the virgins. Um, And it says, the kingdom of heaven, this is Jesus speaking, will be comparable to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in flask along uh, with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. <laughs> but at midnight, there was a shout. Oh, man. Behold, the bridegroom, come out to, to meet him. Then all those virgins who rose and trimmed their, their lamps, the foolish uh, said to the prudent, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. <laughs> but the prudent answered, no, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast. And the door was shut. Wow. Later, the other virgins also came saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us uh, for us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Oh, be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. Man, what a powerful parable, a powerful. Look, that's speaking of the end times. That's speaking of so much in that. It's packed with with, with wisdom. But I just want to draw out, just for the sake of what we're talking about, you know, you can do a whole other show on, on these parables, and maybe I will. but. What is understood? So what is understood in this, in this parable, right? Well, they understood that the bridegroom was coming and that they had to be ready. All of the virgins, foolish and prudent, they knew the bridegroom was coming and that they had to be ready, right? Uh, what knowledge did they have? So they, under, they had an understanding that what knowledge did they have? Well, that the bridegroom can come at any time that their lamps needed to be fully functional, that the bridegroom was uh, taking longer than anticipated. They had the knowledge of that. Oh, man, he's not, you know, they all got drowsy, the wise ones and the the, the foolish ones. They got drowsy. It was taking a long time. They, it was longer than anticipated. But there's something different about the wise ones. They had prepared. They were ready. Wisdom helps us to be prepared. It helps us to take the knowledge and apply it. So in this situation, 
What was the outcome of wisdom, right? Well, wisdom caused the wise virgins to be ready even if the bridegroom was late. They were ready. They were ready for whenever he came. Wisdom, the application of knowledge, helped them to be prepared. Wisdom, you have to have all of them. If you don't have wisdom, you're severely lacking. So they had, they understood, they had understanding, they had the knowledge, but the foolish ones didn't have wisdom. The wise ones, the prudent ones had wisdom. You see the difference. Practical uh, application there from the scriptures. And let's go to another one. The parable of the talents in the same chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 14. I know I'm going to run out of time. Uh, For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves, he came and settled his accounts, settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. He'll pause here. Now, this last slave probably thought he was making a wise decision. See, there's earthly wisdom and there's wisdom that's of God. Sometimes we can over we can think like I can do what I need to do in this situation on my own. So this last one, he had knowledge and he had understanding. We're going to talk about that, but he didn't have wisdom. He just went on what he thought would be the best thing. And, man, he got punished for it. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. You knew he had knowledge. (laughs) Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received the money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents for to everyone who has more shall be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
Now, there's a lot in this parable as well, you know, for the end times and, you know, what will happen. But for the sake of us talking about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So in this parable, what is understood in this passage? Well, that the master was going away. Uh, They each had a portion of his possessions that uh, they were responsible for. And they all knew, not just the one that had the one talent, they all knew that he was a hard man. They they, they, They knew that and they had an understanding of this. So what knowledge is known from this passage? It's understood. And they know that the master is a hard man. So they have knowledge that this man is a hard man. And by the deeds of a couple of the servants, that there must be a return on the master's possession. So two of them knew. They knew he was a hard man, but they also knew they better not come back with just what he gave them, that it had to be some type of return on his investment. Who this displayed wisdom and how? Well, wisdom was displayed by the wise servants who made gains on what was given to them by the master because they knew their master. They knew their master. What happens when we have knowledge and understanding but no wisdom? What happens when we have knowledge and understanding but no wisdom? When there is a bunch of knowledge, information, remember our definitions, information, and understanding, comprehension, or intelligence, but no wisdom, then all of the information and intelligence you have is useless because it cannot be readily applied. Now, this last uh, slave, this last servant, he knew that the master was a, a hard man reaping where he had not sown. And, you know, he, this was a man that was, he was a hard man to please. And he did things the way that he wanted to do them. Now, this, this, this slave knew it, but he didn't act wisely. Having that knowledge, he went on his own wisdom, his own, what can I do? I'm just going to hide it, bury it, and I'm just going to present to him what he already gave me. That's how we approach life sometimes. Without asking God, give me wisdom in this situation. We try to figure it out. Uh, I know this is like this and this will happen here, so I'm going to do this. When we have not even asked the Lord for wisdom, we haven't gone to him and, 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 and asked him for what we should do. We should because he desires to give us wisdom. Wisdom from God versus earthly wisdom. The Bible says, um, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, uh, his deeds, and the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, this is in James chapter 3, in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not uh, that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. Wow. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seed uh, whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. 
Number one, godly wisdom is characterized by good behavior, deeds, and in gentleness. Number two, earthly wisdom is characterized by jealousy, selfish ambition in the heart, and arrogance. This wisdom is natural and demonic. Natural and demonic. Number three, where earthly wisdom exists, the byproduct is jealousy, selfish ambition, ambition, disorder, and every evil thing. Number four, but where there is godly wisdom, there's purity, there's peace, there's gentleness, reasonableness, mercy, good fruit, steadfastness, and no hypocrisy. There's a marked difference between godly wisdom and earthly wisdom. We have to beseech God for godly wisdom. Ask him. Ask him for godly wisdom. We need to do it on a daily basis. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 through 9, the beginning of wisdom is to acquire wisdom. Wow. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. How does one acquire wisdom? We're going to wrap up here. I have more, but I'm going to stop here. How do one acquire wisdom? Through the word of God. We acquire wisdom through the word of God. Number two, through godly teaching. Number three, through reading books of wise men and women of the faith. We can acquire wisdom. And number four, from others who are wise. Real quick. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge. We acquire wisdom wisdom through the word of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge. That's Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. We get it through godly teaching. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. We get it from reading books of wise men and and women of the faith. This is a great benefit uh, to reading the Bible and also books by the godly. God uses those things to increase our wisdom. And lastly, we we get wisdom from others who are wise. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 13 verse 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. The question is, do you have any wise people around you? God laid this on my heart and I sought out a wise man. Had a meeting with him last week and it proved to be great. I want wisdom. So I'm, I want to walk with the wise. I don't want to be a companion of fools because those people, they suffer harm. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Let's pray and ask God for godly wisdom. This has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back tomorrow, but until then, God bless. God bless.